How's it going, sci-fi fans? This is Alex Malari from Dark Matter, and you are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This episode brought to you by Michael Crate and James Husband. Special love goes out to Lee Kemp, who manages our Facebook page. If you like what you're hearing here on the Sci-Fi Diner, feel free to leave us a tip at patreon.com backslash sci-fi, spelled the right way. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. AudibleTrial.com backslash sci-fi diner. Engage. Science fiction is an existential metaphor. It allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, where we serve up interviews, news, and our view on the world of science fiction. Come, grab a chair, and enjoy the conversations. I'd say we've got an unexpected guest. Rose. We're going, we don't need Rose. Yes, who's coming to dinner? Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening, I am Miles B. McLaughlin. And I am Dave Sellers. It is fantastic to be back. And great, Dave, at least you aren't like working at 7 o'clock at night this time. That is a plus for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, oh man! So just so you know, if we, if we haven't mentioned the show, like so, Dave and I work at the same school, which is fantastic, right? Because it means we get to geek out every once in a while and we see each other. But uh, our school is going through like major construction right now, and maybe that's an understatement. And so, like every once in a while, as and anything, construction doesn't go as planned, and like so, they shut down electric to the school and they try to restart it. It doesn't restart right, and whatever. So uh, if Dave's not on on a Monday night, most likely it's because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 103 hours of overtime or 103 hours total last pay period. That's like 20 some odd hours of overtime. Oh, uh, is it time and a half, Dave? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to Disney World this summer. <laughs> Disney World. We're going to Vegas Con. Uh, no, he right. wants to go to the new Star Wars park at Disney. So. Nah, well. Nah. <laughs> Uh, decisions, decisions. Uh, uh. I can see. Well, the the star the, the Star Wars theme park at Disney, I can definitely see. Is a, see, th- think of your kid, Dave. Think of your kid. You'd be yeah, doing she, it just for your kid. No, we went to it once already. She's good. <laughs> She's good. Trips daddies. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, very good. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what do we got to talk about tonight. Well, we'll talk about uh, what's going on in our sci-fi world. Uh, there was some cool stuff that dropped um, that the, super, the commercials that from the Super Bowl aired. We got a, a little teaser for some of the upcoming uh, uh, Disney Plus shows uh, from the Marvel Universe we'll be talking about. But we're going to be talking a lot about Picard because uh, there's been two episodes of Picard that dropped, and uh, we're loving the Picard. Now, he's the sidekick in The Mandalorian, right? Uh, you're crossing the streams. You're crossing the streams. Yeah. I guess we shouldn't do that. Not in this universe. Those would be fighting words depending on the crowd you're with. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not this crowd. I don't think this crowd. I think this crowd would be okay. It's just. <laughs> We'd be cool, but can't guarantee other places. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get too worked up about things these days. We do. We, we definitely do. Uh, that's what sure. you're talking about. 
Yeah, what was what you did? I don't know what you're talking about. Is that what you said? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my. Well, let's uh, let's run through a little bit before we get in there. What is going on in our sci-fi world? And why don't we start with you, David? Tell us a little bit about uh, what you're doing in sci-fi these past uh, this past month, I guess. Well, it's been the uh, the run up to and starting Star Trek Picard, and also reading the comics that go along with it. I still have to get issue three out. I've got to talk to my local comic shop. They're supposed to be putting it aside for me and haven't yet. So I'm going to talk with them guys. Um, liking it, loving it. I started watching the show called Future Man on Hulu. Okay. Interesting, uh, interesting premise. I've only got, I've only watched like the first episode of it yet. Uh, so what's the premise? Because I, I, I don't know that I even heard it. So it's very... It's very much Last Starfighter-ish. Um, there's a video game out there that no one's ever been able to beat. And this guy finally does. And these people from the future come to take him to be the warrior to save them against the, I call it the, the Terminator army kind of a deal. And they're finding out that he's just some weird gaming geek and really has no actual fighting capability whatsoever <laughs> and it, it's it's been pretty comical pretty interesting but again i've only been through the first episode episode and a half okay so it's enough to keep me interested my chiropractor turned me on to it okay um yeah watch that i rewatched uh, clone wars uh, on disney plus getting ready for the new season that's coming out shortly i believe yeah um Finished listening to the novel Star Trek Collateral Damage. Really enjoyed that one. Uh, it's nice seeing some, hearing some familiar, or a familiar adversarial character coming back. Um, I really got to go and find a list of all these Trek novels here in in order and actually try to go through it because they reference so much stuff that yeah I, I hadn't heard about or read before. Well, you'll be seeing the authors in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, Peter David wrote that, right? Yep, and he comes to uh, Farpoint uh, every year. So, Well, you know what? Oh. You, we, you guys should sit down and get an interview with him about this book. we we'll have to go get a physical copy. Or he might have one there. Probably will. Yeah, I'll check it out then. Yeah, definitely would love to talk to him about, about that and what's next. Uh, currently listening to Star Wars Darth Plagueis. That one's interesting so far. But again, like with audiobooks and narration, kind of tends to either bring you into it or suck you out of it a little bit. And this one's kind of holds you on the edge. And I got, for PlayStation, I got Star Wars Fallen Jedi that I've just started playing through. I heard I, I heard it's pretty awesome. It, it so far it is pretty wicked. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty wicked. Kiefer mentioned it, but we don't have a PlayStation, so whatever. Uh, you need to get. I'll tell you what. You need to get him. You need to get him an Oculus. My nephew got one. He's thirteen, and they got that. that what is it called? Uh, Star Wars Vader Immortal. Okay. Holy smokes! It. I mean, it, it is the virtual reality. It is just so cool. 
it just sucks you into this world and it is it is neat watching this like six and a half seven foot tall darth vader walking up to you and just standing there it's like it, it, it's cool <laughs> it's cool well maybe i i looked at the virtual reality and i think until um price comes down <laughs> yeah probably price <laughs> price point comes down a little bit or uh we'll see but yeah that was pretty cool yeah well very good that sounds like a good list here miles how about yeah. you what's going on in your sci-fi world I'm enjoying Star Trek Picard, uh, which we'll talk about more later. Uh, um, this the CW super show, shows are on my radar right now. Black Lightning, Supergirl, and Legends are, of Tomorrow are airing. I got, uh, I asked for and I got Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome on Blu-ray. And so I watched that recently and I think it's very good, but too much lens flare. And... <laughs> But at the same time, it's still very good. J- and, and JJ did not do the series, Dave, okay? No, I know he didn't. I know he didn't. I, I know the movie. I've watched it. it. I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, but there are. it is very lens flary. It, it's a shame because otherwise I think it would be almost perfect. Uh, I, I just, just seeing what just so how far we've come with green screen and how to – because most of it is green screen. There's very few physical, practical sets on the right. show. Um, so it, it, it can be done right by using, you know, using green screen, but just the story, I would have loved it if they would have made a live action series, you know, doing the Cylon war with Adama as a, you know, a Viper pilot, um, uh, us reviewing Battlestar Galactica a, a few months ago has got me rewatching some BSG. So I had to get that. Uh, I've also, um, was at a friend's house. We rewatched Spider-Man far from home. And I'm um, reading a new time travel novel, uh, Matt Miller in the Colonies, book one uh, by uh, Mark J. Rose. I'm also reading a couple uh, graphic novels because of um, just having a Bowser Galactica fix um, and not there, there, there's no new content right now. Uh, I picked up uh, on digital uh, the, um, the BSG graphic novel, The Final Five by uh, Kevin Fahey, David uh, Reed and Nigel Rayner. That, that was that was enjoyable. And, of course, I'm also reading the Star Trek Picard comics. I did get episodes or issue three, but I haven't read it yet. All right. So you can't spoil it for Dave, then? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, well, no, I, no, I couldn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Right, right. So my sci-fi world. Um, oh, let's see. Well, I am through watching almost in the past two weeks. I watched all three Hobbit movies and all three Lord of the Rings movies with my kids. Um, and uh, not extended edition, theatrical edition. And they, uh, they really enjoyed them. And so it's actually Tisha's idea. My daughter, who doesn't really necessarily gravitate towards sci-fi, but she had watched, I think, some of the Lord of the Rings movies in, and we were having a conversation about Black Panther and how the guy that plays the villain and the guy that plays the operative for the CIA are both uh, Bilbo and Gollum in in The Hobbit and uh, and uh, how they play off of each other. She didn't believe me that this is the guy that's the same guy played Gollum. And then we were looking at videos of it. I said, we should watch Hobbit. She goes, oh, yeah, we should. <laughs> so that kind of led right back into it. So we, Chris was in the Dominican Republic and voila. 
and we watched it. We geeked out. So it was that was so that was very cool uh, watching Picard like the rest of you are. And uh, because of Picard, we watched the first episode, and I'm like Kiefer. I'm like, did you want to see where Picard all began? He goes, Yeah, sure. So I fire up the first episode of Next Generation, the Q episode, right? Uh, with the Q contingency. Um, and I'm like, uh, and uh, so Q walks on. I'm like, do you know that I had a chance that we had a chance to talk with Q? And he's also the voice of, was it Destromath and uh, My Little Pony? Um, and so, oh, yeah. And then he said, and, and, that, and, that, and that lady, you hugged her. <laughs> you know, you put your arm around her uh, and you didn't even know you were hugging. So, because you photobombed their picture with her and Kevin Sussman. And so, like, we talked a little about it, but we watched it, and he goes, I want to watch the next one. The only episode we skipped was the one that was the love virus, where everyone, like, fall in love and were shagging. I know they don't show anything, but I just felt like, ah, Kiefer didn't see that. Yeah, you could skip that. Yeah, so I skipped that one. Well, I think there's a lot of episodes in the first and second season that people say you can skip. But uh, we're watching all of them. Except uh, that was the only episode we skipped. And now we might be at episode like nine, ten. We're about halfway through the season. So, and he's enjoying it. And so when we watched the latest Picard and yeah. Yeah. So really, really, joy- really enjoying that. You've opened up a whole new world. Yeah. We, you know, and he, uh, yeah, he is not a Star Trek fan. At least he would have told me that two weeks ago. And then he's kind of changed his mind. So thanks to Picard. Cool. So yeah. Nice. So yep. So uh, he he did mention, as I mentioned to you earlier before the show, he did say to me, "So when's Spock gonna show up?" I'm like, "Buddy, Spock is in a different series." But then Dave informed me today, "Ah, uh-uh, just wait, he'll show up. He's in a couple episodes in the uh, upcoming season, like season. Do you say season five or something?" Yeah, I can't remember if it's if it's five, five or six. When yeah. you see Q back? Uh, Spock. Oh, Spock. Um, oh, which season? Whatever that one is. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, and then he also, like, the Borg. But you said the Borg show up in season two, so we don't know that far to wait for them. So. Right. It'll just give them some context for that Borg cube we see them running around with. So. Yeah, so I yeah. believe that's about it, other than League of Legends. I'm playing a lot of League of Legends, and I'm you know, working with our esports team and continuing to do that. So, but, and I launched another podcast. Maybe I should talk about that. Really? Well, so this one's like a 10 to 15 minute podcast and I'm podcasting with Nick Joniak or tech guy. And we're doing it about the world of esports coaching in high school. So it's very niche. Cool. So, so we just, uh, we dropped our first episode. It's called Beyond the Game. Um, there are a lot of podcasts called Beyond the Game, but we have a subtitle that kind of gears it toward um, high school esports, and that's what we're doing. So you can listen to it if you want. I know that uh, some of you aren't into those sorts of games, but if you want to support it, we'd love to have you support it. But we haven't really publicized it yet, but if you search for it at any platform, it should be there. It's on Spotify at least. Cool. Oh, so you, you and, have to go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, you, 
season five uh, is when uh, unification. Oh, see, you were right. Was Spock. You were right, Dave. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the sci-fi diner was hacked again. Oh gosh. Yeah, the Russians. They like the sci-fi diner. I actually paid to get a um, firewall put on so it won't happen again because it's just a headache having to deal with it. Wow. But mm-hmm. yeah, those Russians. They like they like the sci-fi diner. Well, they got good taste. They do. They do. And they, too, can yeah. tell you any bit of medicine you want that can help enrich your life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's yeah. true. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, why don't we go into uh, – the girls, by the way, are not with us, the, uh, the women that are part of our group. It's uh, – uh, we had Emma on for like five seconds. She's not feeling well. And then Chrissy will probably be rejoining us. What did she say, Miles? April? Is that what we talked about? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so in April, I think she'll be uh, back with us when her winter shelter, she's a uh, psychologist, as you know, and she helps out at a winter shelter, which is very important work, but it does mean that her Mondays, when we record, are safe way for her. They do, they do not work for her. So, but... All right. Well, Miles, you want to tell us a little bit about the this? There were a lot of interesting like commercials that showed up. Uh, but let's talk about this one uh, trailer that you uh, pulled up. And uh, you want to introduce it, and then I'll go ahead and play it. Yeah. So being a Disney Plus subscriber, I'm looking forward to the new content that uh, Disney said they're going to bring us. And it looks like they're not going to disappoint we we'll have to wait a little bit, but um, they did a fantastic job with The Mandalorian, which we're supposed to see back in the fall, but we're supposed to get some original content Marvel from the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. So we, we got a little bit of a teaser with uh, Falcon, uh, Falcon, Falcon <laughs> and Winter Soldier. Um, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch, also known as Wanda. Uh, her and Vision are going to have a show, and so is Loki. But Loki, we're not going to get till like 2021. Right. Well, very good. So uh, let's go ahead and watch it, then we can talk about it. That's it. Yep, it's very short. <laughs> it d- definitely, definitely a teaser, not a trailer. But so they aired this. Let me get this straight. They aired this during the Super Bowl. Yes, for five million dollars. Got it. That's, yes, that's what it cost. <laughs> they are a thirty-second clip in the Super Bowl. I ho- hopefully, hopefully, it's money well spent. Disney is not hurting with any money, Miles. If we want to be honest here. Yeah, I think yeah they they can throw away five million dollars with uh, out too much uh, grief. Yeah. So what 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 catches your eye, uh, Dave? Did you see this trailer? I had not. Okay. Uh, I had not. Uh, Miles, what catches your eye in this trailer? Um, seeing Captain America's shield. Oh yeah, uh, opening uh, sequence. You see that like yeah. sticking out of the tree right there. Uh. And we know that Falcon is the the heir apparent to to the to the Captain America 
legacy and moving forward, he's going to be the new Captain America. And I, I guess he and Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes, are going to be, I don't know, almost like uh, these cop buddies, I guess. They're going to be teaming up to, I guess, be superheroes and stuff, which looks, you know, so that, that looks pretty cool. Uh, we also see, now, this I'm not sure about how, because Vision died in, um, um, in in Infinity War, but I, I, I this is science fiction. They could bring him back, uh, but but the actor who played him is back for this also. And there there's there's scenes of uh, of Scarlet Witch, Wanda, and Vision going through different uh, timelines or whatever. I mean, she she's got she's almost like this. Well, they call her Scarlet Witch, so she has magic powers and so that was just interesting seeing them going back and forth in time luckily there's one scene where she's in the Brady Bunch house um, it, it looks it, it captured my interest I'm going to definitely check out the first the first episode when it comes out not much on Loki I could see he looks like he's in some kind of uh, prison outfit um, I assume this is the Loki from the alternate timeline that escaped in, um, in Endgame but I'm definitely going to give that a watch when it comes out. Yeah, because Loki in our timeline doesn't exist anymore. He well, yeah, he got killed by Thanos in uh, uh, in Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so maybe this vision isn't the vision from our timeline either. That, that could. That's true too. That. Yeah. But we're getting you know we're getting three three shows based on the Marvel Cinema universe and, right. and the actors who played them will be playing them in, in there so it, it definitely has my interest peaked all right mm-hmm. yep uh dave you interested in that oh yeah oh yeah. oh yeah new marvel with characters we know all for it all for it yeah well, let's talk about why we really decided to podcast tonight <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's because you like hanging out with me i know i know very much because of me. Got it. How do um, you do it, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you should see the way he cleans my room sometimes. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. And for good reason. No, because I'm an arrogant prick. No, I'm just kidding. Let's talk about Picard. We are, ex- uh, we obviously are very stoked about the show. Um, I, I, Words cannot describe how wonderful it is to have Picard and his associates back on the screen. And it is everything and more that I hoped. And uh, we'll talk about episode one and two tonight. And uh, maybe that'll be like a staple of a recording (laughs) is to talk about the latest Picard episode. Um, But I know that episode two, for some people, they said drug a little bit. I was along for the ride the whole way. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know what, the pacing, the pacing of that didn't bother me either. You yeah. know, it was I, I was along, I was along for the ride. Also, it was you know, it was a, let let let's let's find out about the world that Picard lives in. If we got to take our time a little doing it, that's okay. But I thought that the, there's plenty of action going on with. Um, the new character they introduced, Dodge, and uh, these Romulans that uh, um, 
don't like um, synthetics. So now, so that brings up two questions that you folks being the experts in Star Trek that I am not. Um, number one, <clears throat> is Dodge ever referenced in the mythos of next gen? No, I would, I mean, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she is a brand new character. Um, and this is something we never saw this painting of. Well, that's my uh, second that question. Do. So data, data, as far as you know, never painted this painting in the regular universe. We never, I, I don't recall this in the TV series. Dave, do you? No, no, I haven't seen that one. Did data, that's okay. I'm, did yeah. data paint in the regular TV series? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, he was exploring what it was to be human, and so this is one of the things he did was, besides play violin and do Shakespeare, he also painted. Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. So I just had those few questions here as we got we got started. So, so we hopped on. Um, had had either of you kind of uh, read a lot about Picard before hopping on, or were you kind of like just okay, Picard's coming. You saw the trailers, but other than that, you really didn't do any research to find out who or what's going to be on. From what I've seen, well, everything seemed was pretty tight-lipped, unless you were going through clickbait stuff, which I refused to waste my time doing. But I know I didn't really dive in much at all, um, with the exception of starting the comics when they came out. But so did the, do, do the, are the comics direct tie into the TV show? Yes. Um, and do they flesh out what happens that we don't explore in the TV show? It looks like they will. Again, there are only three issues in. Um, I had to run back through the first one to, to get a, to double check who I thought, was a character in the second episode was actually who I thought they were. And Rafi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And I was correct there. Is that the lady? Is that the lady at the end? Yeah. Yeah. She turns out being, I'm not going to spoil it. Well, now does she, is she from uh, anything in the, in the uh, next generation series? No, no. Okay. So she's a new character as well. Yep. You know, what the comics does, it's sort of there's twenty there's twenty years between the after the events of Nemesis and when this show starts. And so this comic book just gives a little bit fills in the gap a little bit, I should say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Very very good. Well, so let's uh how do you want to take this? How do you want to talk about these episodes? Let's start why do we start why do we start with the first one, Remembrance, and then move on but is there anything any particular way you wanted to talk about these or well i i, I just want to say I, I i'm i'm happy that they're doing this because when we reviewed nemesis i was disappointed nemesis didn't give the send-off that for picard and crew that i think they deserved and so this this tv series has a way to redeem that and 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 picard is even on his own personal uh mission of, of personal redemption and so i'm i'm i'm, I'm I, I i like what they're doing so far mm-hmm. yeah dave yeah i i completely agree um 
Nemesis wasn't my favorite movie, but yeah, that there was there wasn't the closure there that I felt like after after uh, Undiscovered Country, knowing that that was quote unquote closing out the original series movies to a point. Um, Nemesis certainly had no no real closure except for data for the most part but but yeah this is the way this is shaping up is is going to be a far more worthy worthy closing to this crew right and I'm hoping some of the original crew actually play little more than cameos in it that actually do kind of take part, but yeah, you know, we'll see. It was very cool in the first episode to have data there though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was just a, and the way, the way they can like retro age people, like they could go backwards and make it like, he looked like data. So yeah, it's something just a little off, but, I don't know. Age will do that to you, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Well, Miles, you had a quote here that, uh, did you want to share that quote? Yeah. So this is towards the end of the episode. Uh, you know, this, I, I mean, Picard, Picard says it about himself, but he, you know, I think anybody reading it can kind of like think, you know, it could speak to them. I mean, it spoke to me in some ways, but just Picard saying, sitting here all these years, nursing my offended dignity, rising books of history, people prefer to forget. I never asked anything of myself at all. I haven't been living. I've been waiting to die. And so, this, this, you know, this, you know, Picard, you know, Picard gets his groove back at the end of this episode. He's, he's trying to help this girl. If but, not this episode, definitely the next. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, for Star Trek fans, this show had a hell of a lot of uh, Easter eggs in it. What were some of the things that uh, each you noticed as you were watching through? Um, why don't you go? Why don't you give me one and then Dave, if you want to give me another, we yeah. gotta go back and forth because I didn't like. Ooh, there's data. Like that was my big Easter egg, right? Pretty obvious, right? <laughs> so but. there's so much. There's a lot I liked. Um, what? The, um, the 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 interview scene where you have that reporter talking to Picard. Uh, she, she recaps Picard's Starfleet history before her interview. Um, we we glimpse you know stills from key Trek episodes and films. I mean, they, they make a lot of good use of of the uh, source material from before. So you, you're seeing pictures of Picard when he was younger. You're seeing pictures of the Enterprise. Um, and so they 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 are they they are quick to call back to things that happened before, which I, which as a longtime Star Trek fan, I, I was just eaten up. Yeah, Dave, how about you? Oh, Easter eggs! Probably my favorite one, and, and I I can't wait till they flush this one out. Is bringing back Commander Bruce Maddox. Measure of a Man was one of my favorite episodes 
in in next gen and i i went back and rewatched it like three or four times since picard started just because i kept falling asleep and you know i'm trying to watch an episode uh, but he, he bringing his character back in it's it's really neat it's going to be really neat to see to kind of close the gap between now and when he when Picard and Data faced off with him in court um, in, in that episode, and, and just to just to fill in that gap to see what he's actually been up to, what he's done, where he disappeared to, it's it's this is exciting exciting character to bring back. Hopefully, he's actually still alive and they pull him into it. Yeah, that, that that's a great callback. I mean, what Maddox is past and what it, what he's been doing is is a like big part of the show and so yeah that 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 that's a great callback right right <laughs> well what other uh, what other callbacks were would have been there for people who are star trek fans um there, there's the mention of uh Utopia Planitia Shipyards, they're mentioned throughout the other Star Trek series, basically where they build starships. And we find out, well, we found out um, in one of the shorts, but we found out to more greater detail that um, that that Utopia Planitia Shipyards, which builds Starfleet ships, is destroyed and kills almost 100,000 people. And they say Mars is still burning at, you know, even after this happened. So, um, you know, we've heard it mentioned a few times. We saw Utopia Planitia in, um, Voyager, but, um, we're, we're going to get, we're seeing more of it now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and they start, we'll get to the second episode, but they start uh, with the events on Mars in the second episode. Yeah, which is I think is a great way to start off that episode. Oh yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, well, you know, and I thought that the uh, certainly the, the him drinking tea Earl Grey, but it being decaf, is appropriate for a man of his age. So. So, and even the fact that he's on a a vineyard. This is a vineyard. That and what saw- I liked, I mean, they. they they, they acknowledge he is a much older man now. Yeah, he yeah, absolutely. But even the vineyard that harkens back to a, a TNG that, that, episode. That's that's an Easter egg too. It's that's his family vineyard. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, um, that was uh, the episode after um, uh, season three's. Um, um, what you think about? Oh, did. Uh, the the episode after um, the best of both worlds part one and two family uh, when Picard goes family yeah. yeah but we just talked about how just just Picard's family's uh, vineyard is is an Easter egg too and it you know kind of this is where Picard is kind of retired oh yeah much more technologically uh, advanced or integrated than what it was when his brother still owned the place yeah maybe he. Uh, so, yeah, maybe he, he, he let's let's use some yeah. let's come to the twenty fourth century and use uh, um, 
irrigation equipment that 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 has that's on anti grafts or something. Oh yeah, I mean he's, he is ninety some years old, right? Right. I mean, yeah. might as well. Oh, did you guys talk about what I got mysteriously disconnected? Did you guys talk about Picard's uh, storage room? No, not yet. Quantum archive. Ah, oh. good. That yeah. is just so cool. Just pointing out all the little things hanging in there and seeing the old uh, Captain Picard Day banner. Yes, yes, that was that was cool. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to. Did they do the interview with him in the first episode? Yeah, that yeah, that was that, first episode like to see him lose his cool uh, was interesting. Because you don't often well, see him lose his cool. No, and the reporter, it was interesting, the reporter broke the agreement, I mean, right. as far as uh, um, why he left Starfleet, and uh, um, that was, uh, yeah, th- that was interesting. But what I'd like, they, in, the, in the episode, they're airing it live, and they're, you know, this is the 24th century, you think, you know, TV stores are a thing of the past, but it looks like they're walking by a TV store or, or some kind of um, screen and you see multiple images of this interview and because uh, the, the, uh, the new character Dodge, she's seen, uh, she's seen that interview go on. C- kind of made it relatable. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, very cool. Very cool. Um, what else should we talk about in this episode? We, we meet the girl, right? So the episode starts out, we obviously are with Picard on his plantation, uh, excuse me, vineyard, not plantation, um, in France, right? That's where we're at. And he has these two Romulan uh, servants, for lack of a better term. Is that what you're I think of people he just kind of befriended. Right, and right. And I'm, I'm thinking after, you know, the refugee, take- after the refugee crisis, right? He, he, yeah, they're in the comic, aren't they? I, I you know what? I don't remember. Yeah, well, I think that the, well, me neither. I haven't read the comic, so I don't remember either. Yeah, I, I think there he meets them in the start in the start of the comic series when they're trying to evacuate, um, or they're planning to evacuate this one world, and they were both Tal Shiar agents that were kind of assigned to that colony, mm-hmm. but they were actually working with the natives in the vineyards that they had on this planet. Okay. And when it all went down, they helped Picard and, and his first officer kind of escape whatever was going on there and move along through. And I think they kind of just hung with him ever since. Mm. He, he's kind of adopted them and he, and they yeah. have adopted him. They kind of, um, I, I like the relationship between Picard and, and these two Romulans. Oh, me too. And, me too. A lot. You know, they, they're, they're, they they help him take care of the vineyard, but they take care of him too. They've kind of like uh, they're they're like a father a father children relationship almost in some ways. It's very familial. Yeah, very familial. Right. And, and what I what I like about these Romulans is, with the except, I mean, the exception of the pointed ears and upswit eyebrows. They could almost pass human, right? And I think that's the writer's choice. I mean, there's there's a few things going on, I think, but is it is it just re- they, in some ways they return back to the classic look of the Romulans? But 
the writers are kind of saying the Romulans aren't that much different than us humans. Right. And so these, these, that, 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 that's, that's what I get out of it. Right. I mean, we will see Romulans with more traditional TNG thicker foreheads in the next episode. But I thought the, but there's some Romulans that if they didn't have pointed ears, you would have think they might be humans. Yeah. Well, then we meet the girl and uh, she's, mm-hmm about to have a very romantic time with her boyfriend that ends up very badly for him. Very abrupt to my dad. Yeah, right, very abrupt. And uh, not only for him, but then uh, pretty abrupt then to the uh, people attacking her. Well, it, it's, it's funny. They say she's not activated, but it doesn't take long to activate her. Yeah, yeah. No, no. She's pretty, uh, she seemed pretty activated for me, although it's almost like that was like a subconscious routine because even after it happened, she like did not understand what was going on. Yeah, like this subconscious I, programming. So, yeah, as, as soon as somebody tried to capture her or kill her or whatever, then this programming kicked in and she was able to uh, kick ass and take names. Boy, was she ever. And then after that, it was like one mission to find Picard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and she's kind of having a, her own self discovery like, okay, what, what, what am I? And then, right. uh, Right. She she finds out she she's she's uh she's not human she's she's a, she's a, she's an android or a synthetic whatever they're calling them now. Uh, well, does she know that at the end of that I, episode? I, you know what? I, I think she, I, I think Picard is trying to suggest that to her, but I don't think she's convinced. Right. Until, right. She stays yeah. there and then disappears throughout the night that she's not there, and then Picard kind of realizes a connection between her and Data through a dream. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's the whole painting of the daughter. Right. That, you know, he, he sees this this young woman in this painting, and then it's like, okay, how did how 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 you know how is this how is this possible with this young woman now? And he's starting to put the pieces together. Somehow, Maddox found out about this painting, and um, right. I, I I'm I'm deducing Maddox eventually created uh, Dodge, and what we will learn later is her twin sister. Right, right. It was interesting because they kill off Dodge at the end of this first episode. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Picard yet, but uh, they kill her off, and, and you're like, ah, I liked her as a character. Then you realize there's a twin. Yeah. That they're always formed in pairs. Yeah, that was a good um, good way the writers did this, though. Because in, in the trailers, we saw this girl a lot. So I didn't, you know, didn't expect to see her getting killed off at the end was, you know, it was, it was kind of a shock. And then we find out, you know, she, she's not the only one of her kind. Right. Well, it's kind of funny. We get to the end of the episode and she's, she's killed off and we see the twin and the guy that's kind of hitting up on her at the very end. Mm-hmm. And Kiefer goes, oh, he's bad news. He is so bad news. <laughs> so we have we didn't even we didn't like that was after the first episode. Then we of course realize in the second episode that yeah he probably is bad news. Interesting. I was asking. Uh, I, I I didn't realize because I had forgotten. I'd watched Voyager so long ago and I forgot what happened to the Borg and I didn't realize that this was set like after Voyager and I forgot that it ran concurrently with Voyager. These routes. There were a lot of things I forgot. Um, 
but I thought, oh, where the, they're in a Borg cube. I didn't realize that the Borg are really not alive as we know it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, well, yeah, the, the, it sets up, okay, how, how, did the, how did these Romulans get this um, broken down Borg cube? And now the, 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 the Romulans kind of have this research station on this Borg cube. And it looks like they have, they invited the Federation and maybe other races to kind of help them, um, you know, check this thing out and research it and everything. Very good. Well, so is there anything else about episode one that you feel uh, warrants discussion? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of nuances we could talk about anything that you want to mention before we move on to episode two. I, I think it was a very strong pilot for this show. It, it definitely hit the ground running. Um, yeah, I think it did a good job accomplishing what it set out to do. Dave? No, we covered up pretty good. It, 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 yeah, like Miles said, it sets up pretty good. So if you, were, but, if you were to rate this episode, Dave, out of five stars, what would you give it? Out of five stars? Four and a half. Four and a half? Okay. Yeah. Miles? Yeah, I would go, probably go with a four and a half also. Right. I'd probably give it five because I just, uh, it did everything. Like, there, there's no real reason for me giving it anything less than five. I just really enjoyed it. So. Mm-hmm. Any reason you would knock the half point off? I needed, uh, I don't know, some extra phaser fire. More, Maybe a make it so. <laughs> more lens flare? <laughs> no, no more lens flare. I need that junk. Um, no, I mean, it. it I, I have yet to find a five star trek. I'm very tough on the grading. All right. Miles, how about you? Why did you knock the half point off? It was too short. It probably should have been a two-hour pilot. Ah, so uh, you were unsatisfied because of the time constraints. Got it. Uh, yeah, but that's you know, that, I, I, that that that's a very small criticism. Yeah, I think that almost comes from by the fact that you know it's like, hey, this is finally new. It's a character we love, same actor. They didn't rewrite him and, and redo the whole universe. No, I want it, more and I want it now. It's like a conti- it's like <laughs> this is this is the best we have to a continuation of the series. Exactly. You know? And uh in a lot of ways it uh, it, it it fulfilled that. Um, yep. I'm like know, a good so, junkie. I don't yeah. want to wait a week for another I know, episode. I, like, I want it all now. I want it now. <laughs> Why couldn't they do like Netflix and just drop the whole thing? I'm actually glad they do it episodic though, because it gives us time to oh. talk about, theorize, and think about. And yeah. It really does, because like I wouldn't sleep until I finished it all. Uh, so you're and saying it would be bad for your work schedule. Got it. It would be bad for me entirely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'll let's just sit in my office and watch it at work. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about maps and legends. This was uh, season one, episode two. Um, this one ranked a little bit lower, I guess, on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that where you pulled this little description from, uh, Miles? I think I pulled it off um, IMDb. So it ranked a little bit 
lower, but I didn't feel other than the fact that Dato really wasn't in it. You know, I didn't feel like I felt like this was a great sophomore uh, release to this uh, season. Oh yeah, this was definitely yeah. yeah this, I, I like this one too. Right. So uh, in here we have, of course, Picard is of course of course worked up and beginning to investigate this the mystery of Dodge and um, her connection to the Federation. Um, he doesn't get Starfleet support and um, leans on uh, other people that we mentioned before. And, uh, and there's also some other people at work. We find that there's a sinister underground working in Starfleet. Uh, yeah. Consisted of uh, the Romulans, right? What do they call the secret Romulans again? The Tashihar? Yeah, the Tashihar. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's. Th- and then there's this other organization that uh, is even more sinister than the Tashihar, but they have a, a, a hatred for um, AIs and, and androids and synthetics. Yeah, what was the name of that? Right. Picard had, had trouble saying it too. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember. Right. But I, I love the way this thing opened. We we go we get a little exposition history of what happened with uh Utopia Planitia. Uh we we've seen the trailers with the synths and now we see we see the one in action. Um the, the, these androids are basic. I mean, they're a lot less sophisticated than Data ever was. They just have enough programming to, you know, just 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 perform the work that 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 that, that they have to them to do, and uh, maybe jo- joke around a little bit. I mean, the, the, the exchange between the one synth and this woman, you know, is funny. She goes, you know, did you have a wild night last night? And then the android goes, Hell yeah! What did you do? Nothing. <laughs> it was. Uh, <laughs> it was just this this fun attitude that they had, but uh, but the, the, obviously these these androids are not not like Data at all. They they just they're they're just worker drones, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was Maddox's problem. That even back in um, back in Next Gen. They could never seem to get the. They could never get the positronic matrix to work properly, or to be able to be as advanced as data's. They could never figure out how exactly it worked, and it didn't look like. I mean, whether they tried to or not with this batch, I don't know. But it seems like they still hadn't figured that out yet. Yep. Now this was the synth. Is this F eight? Is that what they call it? Yeah. W- w- great name for uh, for, yeah. for this picture, Android. Yep. Fate. If you put it all together. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And they uh, someone mentioned it looks a little bit like the Blade Runner synth, mm. or has a inspiration from it at least. But. I I haven't seen Blade Runner in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I, I, I don't. I don't um, make that connection, but that's okay. Yeah, well, that's all right. That's all right. Hey, we get Doctor. Was it Moritz Benyun? Benyun. 
we get uh, what? Oh, this doctor that that gives Picard the bad news. Right. Well, he's actually from the uh, Next Gen series, right? No. Or is this a different one? Yeah, this would be pre Next Gen. Okay. I guess when uh, it was, I guess he, I think he was the doctor on the Stargazer or something. Okay. But he, uh, so he d- informs uh, that Picard suffers from a syndrome, right? Or something yeah. in his brain, in the pre- prenatal note, prenatal pre- lobe, or whatever it's called. Parietal. Parietal. See, look, I can't even speak. <laughs> but the parietal lobe, and you're saying that this is uh, alluded to in Next Gen, right? Oh yeah, uh, the, the, the 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 series finale. Uh, we see a future Picard suffering from this some called eromotic syndrome. Basically, whatever the 24th century version of dementia is, that's that, that's what he's suffering in this alternate future. But uh, when Dr. Crusher examines him, she says, I, "There is, there is something going on there, but it it may never manifest itself. It's a an abnormality, but it, you know, it's just something we just need to keep an eye on." Right. Right. Very good. But I like how he strong arms the doctor into letting him into uh, restating him for Starfleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also like when he goes to headquarters and the guy staying there doesn't recognize him. Oh, that's a great scene. That is man. fantastic. <laughs> it's like Picard. He's P-I-C-A. Like it's, it's totally hilarious the way he says it. Like everyone like, knows Picard, right? Don't you know who I am? I right. guess that, that, that's what uh, Picard's communicating without saying it. It's just... Uh, uh, yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, him, him in that uh, that engine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, and then he like gets a guest badge, and they make it very prominent that he's a guest here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that scene, as you as you mentioned in your notes, Miles has a couple of uh, throwbacks. The uh, you see the two ships up, the holograms of the ships up in the ceiling. Tell me about those. Well, one is a hologram of the Enterprise D, the famous ship that Picard commanded. And, but then, then they also show the Constitution class. We assume is the Enterprise, but it but it's the ship that that we see in Discovery. That right. that version of of the Enterprise, right? Which has some fans upset about, but um, ah. it doesn't bother me. Yeah, whatever. Right, it looks better. And you said there was an. If you looked, there was a blink and a miss Andorian kind of walking behind him, right? Yeah, there 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 are they. They have good, some good, make good use of Andorians in this episode. We see, we see them later on also. Right. There was also an interesting, she looked like a snake-like being. She had blonde hair, but her face was definitely snake-like. Right. 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 When the, uh, and, uh, when he's talking to that officer, uh, and he tells him he's meeting. He he announces that he is uh, meeting in the CNC. That's a term mm-hmm. you heard in uh, Star Trek. Uh, what is it six? Yeah, yeah. Yep, the commander in chief. Yep. Yeah. So tell me about this lady that he uh, tries to strong arm into giving him a ship, and she just totally dresses him down. She has a potty mouth. She does. That's that's not very Starfleet, is it? Not very proper for an English. Yeah, man. the f bomb got create a lot of conversation on social media. Yeah. First time in Trek history, isn't it? No, Tilly dropped it in Discovery. Oh, that's right. That's right. 
Yeah. Yep. Well, so uh, is she significant in any of past episodes, or is she a new uh, commander of Starfleet, one that we haven't met before? I I, I don't recall her. I think she's a new character. Okay, new character. Yeah. Okay. The new Admiral of the Week. Right, right. Admiral of the Week. So, yeah. Well, I, I like. I thought she was. Uh, I thought she might be someone. I wasn't sure, but. Yeah, I th- yeah, they, they didn't recycle any characters from um, the past past shows for, for this one. This is a new one, right? Um, you know, I just love the way this ep- episode played. That you have Star Trek, you have you have Picard going rogue and enlisting the help of people that don't even like him, and. Uh, like he makes uh, it's it's one of the most beautiful things. After he's standing by his fireplace, he opens a box and he pulls out the Starfleet communicator, right? And he hails his ship, um, you know, to come pick him up or to come get him. And then the Romulans, his two servants slash um, people that live with him, decide to go with him, or at least the one does. And I, yep. I, th- I thought that was I liked the way that I liked the way that whole scene played out. Um, well, I like the dynamic. We just rewind just a little bit, a bit, and when he's having that uh, conversation with the admiral, he, he's asking, "Look, I, I want to be reinstated, if only temporary. And if you want to, you know, just give me a warp capable ship with a, you know, with a crew. You know, he's trying to tell her this is what's going on. I need to check it out and investigate it. And she's like." Who the hell do you think you are? Right. <laughs> or even the, even the, I'll even accept the grade reduction to captain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he goes, and then she's like, and like, he's, he, and suddenly he says, look, I'm Picard. Look at all I've done. She's like, but he had just got done like tearing apart the Federation in the last episode. And he's been gone for 14 years. It's not like he's been gone for a short while. Right. It's, right. Uh, he resigned his commission in protest of, of what the Federation was doing. You would think and, that you would think that he would be smart enough to know that this was not going to work. It, it, it just it it, it, got, it went so badly. It, it, it's it's laughable. It's it is. I just think it's hilarious. Um, I mean, the only the only saving grace Picard has is he he has knowledge of what it what is a clear and present danger. Right. I mean, otherwise he just sounds like he's out of his mind. Right. Hence the effing arrogance comment by the admiral. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, and it's it, 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 and it's true. But he's also made a lot of enemies and friends along the way that seem to potentially become allies for him in this quest. Well, he's burned uh, some bridges. He has. Um, and it's just it's interesting. Uh, um, and so I find I found the whole sequence fascinating, and. Uh, and the fact that he's uh, developing these allies along the way, mm-hmm. but and uh, what does she say? Like even like so, he goes to this uh, Rafi at the end. What does he say to Rafi as he turns away to like leave? That gets her goat. He says something that makes her change her mind about shooting him. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh, what was that? Something about. Romulan assassins, oh, uh, yeah. you know, uh, going after um, 
um, AIs. It was pretty much, if I remember correctly, he, he pretty much the situation he was uh, dealing with at the moment. Um, it, it just that, that seemed to be enough that she, you know, she at least hear him out. Right. Her response is fantastic. You bring the. He goes. He goes. She goes. Shit. And then, like, boom. She goes. He goes. She goes. Did you bring? He goes. And then he goes. Then he said, "You rattled off the name of the wine and the year." And she dumps out her water. It's just a fan. I love the ending of that. That that was a great ending to that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was. uh, He brought the good stuff. Right. Right. And wait till you find out who she is. You're gonna love it. <laughs> I bet we will. Well, you know, so we get we get a real good insight at the, for lack of a better word, the Klingon, the Klingon, the Romulan secret police that has operatives in Starfleet and operatives on this board cube that are investigating this synth who are trying to, who decide not to kill her this time first, but actually try to get information. And it seems like she wasn't supposed to actually kill this synth that was with Picard earlier anyways. Is that your understanding? Well, well now, now, we're talking about now the B plot with the... Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't... Uh, I don't know. It, it almost sounded like they weren't. Yeah, they definitely. I don't think we're supposed to kill Dodge. The other one. Yeah, Dodge. But they, but they needed. They need one of them. Right. Although there's so hints. Although, although there's hints. Yeah, there's hints that they want to take care of that one. If this other guy's method of making love in the bed and getting answers doesn't work. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now the B plot is on the Borg cube. It's uh, right. It, it, it's the, the hipster Romulan with. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I, the, uh, I love hipster Romulan. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he lo- remind me of. Um, right. and, and, you know the uh, Dodge's sister. Uh, you know that, that that's an interesting thing what you got going on the Borg cube. You have uh, people there trying to liberate the uh, the drones. Right, they're not. They're not just. You know, they're they're actually trying to do something good. Is trying to set free these 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 these, these drones and uh, you know restore them as much as possible. Um, I, I like that where where the one guy, the one Romulan, it kind of gives everybody a the whole safety warning. He goes, oh, and if your badges turn green, run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, but there's still something there that I am not convinced about it's not very Romulan to just be de-assimilating drones for the humanitarian sake of it well, I, I would agree I think I, 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 there, there has to be there's something else going well I, I think probably the Borg are, is still an imminent threat and so you're studying this ship, but you're also if you can if you can liberate these drones, maybe you can get more intel on the Borg. Possibly. Uh, that 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 would be my my theory. Yeah, as good as any. I have nothing else to to go with that. Just other than you, you know, there, there's always secret within a secret, a motive, 
secret motive somewhere with them. Yeah, and, and, uh, and it's not it's not pure altruism. No, it, so it's going to be very very interesting to see uh, how that shoe drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how that how that all goes. Um, it's, it's, it's like it's it is interesting all the secrecy that surrounds the Romulans. I didn't realize, perhaps because I'm not haven't followed Romulan culture that much, but how secretive they are, or are they more secretive than? series and they have been in other next gen, uh, next gen episodes and so on no i think they, they've always been secretive i mean you you had a situation in next gen where the federation hadn't heard from the romulans in over 70 years um the, 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 and then and it's like 70 years between when the, after the events of the original series and then when Next Generation began. Um, but but now you have the Romulans who who are left after the, the supernova destroyed their home world. They probably got to play nice with everybody as much as possible. They can't be, you know, they, they're not, I mean, it's hard to call them an empire anymore. Well, I guess they'll be revealed more what, what their current situation is, but I'm sure after their home world was destroyed that, that they are, uh, um, they've been diminished somewhat. Right, right. So I, I post the link for the uh, trailer for, for this week's episode if, if we wanted to watch that. So uh, we can. I'll try to get this episode out before Thursday when that drops. So, so uh, let me go ahead and play it, and then we'll uh, talk about it, okay? So uh, let's talk about this. We see the uh, the introduction of Hugh, right? Yes, we, we see. We, yes, the, the reintroduction of Hugh. Yeah. So, did you guys know this was going to happen? Yeah, they had announced that that he he, he would be back. Uh-huh. And this is the same the same, act, video, right? same actor that played him. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Now, just for those that may not have gone back and watched Next Gen recently, tell us a little bit about the premise for Hugh. Dave, I've been talking a lot. I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. So they find a uh, crash board scout ship on the planet, and the lone survivor of that ship was a single drone that they brought on board. And 
the thought was they were trying to find a way to use this drone to infect the the hive with uh, almost a cascading virus of sorts that would end up just destroying them all. And they had it figured out. They had what they wanted to do. But in the process of it, Jordy and Dr. Crusher actually kind of get to befriend their little pet Borg. And they end up giving him a name uh, of Hugh. And he starts really seeing himself and learning about individuality instead of the collective mindset since he can't hear He's separated from the collective. He can't hear the other board. Right. Um, even Picard meets with him, identifies himself as Lacutus. Hugh recognizes him as Lacutus, but he doesn't really. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't comply with it. He kind of is showing those signs that he's an individual now, and they decide. Well we can't exactly take this scared kid who now we've given him a name and we can't send him back to destroy everything. Right. Anyway, conscious thing. So the problem wound up being then that when they sent him back, even as he was in the, in the split seconds before he was actually reconnected to the hive mind, that little bit of individuality slipped into the collective and fractured a segment of the Borg where you find in the the two-part episode, uh, Descent Part 1 and 2, which I believe was season five or six's finale. Oh, if there was just a way we can... Yeah, one of that. Mm-hmm. Um where Hugh still maintained his individuality, but so did a lot of other Borg that the other son of Soong lore uh, manipulates and uses to try to create his own little empire. So he's got a history. And after that, after that episode is done, he's kind of left on this planet with the rest of the, the Borg and they're trying to figure out their own way. And you really don't know what's happened to him since. Yeah, Descent uh, Part 1 aired at the end of Season 6, and Descent okay. Part 1 aired was, was, was a season, season premiere for Season 7. Right. Yeah. Well, very good. Very good. Um, well, yeah, so I, I think this brings up another question that Kiefer had. There's one clip where, and maybe it's in the actual opening opening credits of the show, when you're zooming out and you come out through Picard's eye, but inside Picard, you see mechanization. You know what I'm talking about? In the opening? Yeah, in the opening. I think that's... Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in the opening. So Kiefer said, wait, is Picard a synth? No. No, that'd be... That'd be- that would be a terrible joke to play to the fans. No, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we shouldn't even go there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm just asking because Kiefer, who has no knowledge of the shows, thought that the intro was painting it that way. No, I, I think I think that 
if they're trying to send anything with that, I think you, if you have the like, if you're looking at like a synth eye and then emerges the part where it merges out, it kind of looks like, and then it's Picard coming out of him. I think it, it's intertwining the the fates and the lives of Data and Picard and their their friendship and, and kind of how how their lives and their stories are kind of twined together. What I got also was, you see, the piece, these pieces starting to fill in the, the gaps or holes that are in Picard. I, I, I get out of Picard is broken and he's trying to become whole. That's that's what I kind of got out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. All right. Well, is there anything else we need to say? I think we've uh, we're kind of uh, going long here. But any final comments about Picard or what you're looking forward to in the upcoming upcoming episode? It's too bad we don't like this show. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Well, yeah. So uh, we are. We getting Riker back? We are. And Marina Sirius. Uh, we'll get her back too. And that's his next episode, right? At least it looks like it in the trailer. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. I know we will see them eventually. By the way, the fact that he named his dog number one, pretty funny. Love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, because after after all, Riker is Picard's dog in the show. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yep, Picard's bitch. I'm just saying, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a family show. I got it. I shouldn't say that. But. Oh, man. But uh, Kiefer goes, because we watch it, then we begin watching Next Gen. I'm like, pay attention to what he calls Riker. And at one point he goes, number one. I'm like, so who's number one in Picard? The dog. The connection, like, he made it. So. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, on that note... <laughs> <laughs> um, we have. Do we have another show before Farpoint? Are we going to hit Farpoint before the next show comes out? Uh, we we could. Uh, the two weeks from now is the you know two weekends from now is Farpoint, right? Yeah. Okay, so we'll have a show probably after Farpoint then, which means that I probably need to get you the equipment sometime, Miles. Yeah. Uh, um, Dave, which which day? You're, you're coming York Saturday. Saturday, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's up to you whether I, I I could just hand it off to Dave, but you wouldn't have it for Friday. That's fine. I think that would probably be the easiest. Okay. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they're going to try and uh, line up the interviews um, during the live show again. Yeah. So that's what I, I, yeah. I tried to communicate. I forgot what I shared with you, but that's what the communication was. So. Mm-hmm. But all right, fantastic. Well, I think that's a good show, and uh, hopefully, you enjoyed our discussion of Picard. We would love to hear your thoughts on Picard, so you can go ahead and chime in. Chime in if you want. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, on our website, on social media, on the Twitter, uh, and message us your thoughts on Picard. We obviously, as Miles said, aren't excited about the show at all, but we would love to hear your excitement about the show. And I was being very facetious as you've been listening and are still with us here an hour and a half later almost. So, um, but yeah, really looking forward to what comes out to Thursday. And uh, actually, it made me look forward to Thursdays a little bit more. So, so fantastic. Um, but I think that's it. Any final comments, guys? Uh, 
I think every show is going to be, get a little better. It's going to give us more cool Easter eggs, and uh, it's too bad it's only going to be run for ten, 10 episodes, but we'll yeah. get season two. Well, at least I have all the next gen to watch again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. But all right. Well, fantastic. Well, it's it great chatting with you guys as always. And uh, look forward to more conversations. If you are shortly, please look for Dave miles and M they will be there representing the diner and uh, we'll be doing a live show from there. So stop in and say hi. And I'm sure they will be giving away goodies and doing all sorts of stuff like they typically do. And it should be a real fun time, but I believe that's about it. Uh, I believe that's it. Why don't you take us out of the show? Miles. All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Go boldly. <laughs> I like to go boldly. Go boldly.